Hi, everyone. This is another episode of Connecting the Dots podcast. I'm Skip Stewart, Vice President and Chief Improvement Officer with Baptist Memorial Healthcare. Hey, everybody. I'm H.F. Mason. I'm a general surgeon and chief medical officer at Baptist Memorial Hospital DeSoto and also the chief quality officer for the Baptist system. Well, we are so excited today that we have Kevin Monroe. Kevin just recently joined us at our seventh annual Baptist TWI Summit. And uh, we're going to talk to Kevin a lot specifically around gratitude. But Kevin, if you would tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your background and the work that you're involved in. All right, Skip, HF, thank you so much for this privilege. And I want to say thank you for listening. You that are listening to us right now, thank you. Because I, I heard this recently. There are four million podcasts on the planet now. And the fact that you chose to listen to this one says something wow. about you, and it's a gift to us to to welcome you as a listener today. So about me, you know, Skip HF, I've been uh, I've been called a lot of things in life, had a lot of titles. The ones that I love most now are husband, father, and a title I picked up seven years ago, Papa. Right? We have two grandchildren. Mm. Uh, and, and then friend. And professionally, the, the moniker I picked up a, uh, a few, three, four years ago was Gratitude Guide. And then that's kind of evolved into Gratitude Ambassador. And that's what I, how I see myself. And I lead a group of global Gratitude Ambassadors. And Gratitude Ambassadors, you listening, you too could be a Gratitude Ambassador. It's a, it's a really tough test. Two parts. Do you believe gratitude is a good thing? Skip. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Skip's not. I, I, yes, Skip I do. I'm sorry. I had to get myself off mute there, but I think gratitude is a very good thing. Okay. Yeah, hey, Jeff, do you think we need more of it in the world today? Yes, we do. We need a lot more. Okay. I need a lot more. That's the two-part test to become a gratitude ambassador. And, you know, one thing that's consistent in my life, uh, and if you're seeing, you see some gray hair. You know, I, and I don't mind saying I'm 63. So for 50 years, I've had one compelling desire in my life. I, I look back to the time I was 13. I've wanted to make the world a better place. And that's been a, a, a variety of paths, a zigzag path that I followed to do that. But about four years ago, gratitude burst onto the radar in my heart and mind. And about three years ago, it became the focus of my work. So that, that's enough about me to get us started. Well, I mean, that's a <clears throat> man. I, I love your energy. And, and uh, once again, welcome to the show. And, and also, you. I want, want to let you want to thank you again for being at our at our seventh annual TWI summit earlier this week. And uh, I really enjoyed your talk. and and. Just to start it off, one the one thing that you said that has resonated with me was that every day we have multiple stimuli coming at mm. us. Mm. And between <laughs> that stimulus and how we react, there is a space. Talk to us a little bit about that space. Oh, HF, I'm so <laughs> glad that you want to talk about this because this – this has been this is kind of a new epiphany for me. Uh, about uh, 60 days ago, I had a client uh, 
AWS, Amazon Web Services, wanting to increase the emotional intelligence of their leaders. And and I was pondering, how do we best do that? And how do we help people recognize gratitude as a key for doing that? And one morning, I was on a walk. This walk, I happened to be with my lawnmower that morning, you know, out cutting the grass. And this quotation from Viktor Frankl was just Right there, front and center of my mind. It's my favorite quotation between from Viktor Frankl. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our freedom and our growth. And, and that's a, a Man's Search for Meanings, a book you're probably familiar with, classic book. I started thinking about that. So the, the base base level of emotional intelligence is realizing what you just said. There is a space all day, every day, things come at us, a stimulus. You know, we're, some people call that a trigger, right? There's something that's happening and we have programmed responses. And some of those programmed responses, we don't like that we have them, right? Somebody says something and it, it triggers something in you and it sparks anger or it, it fuels insecurity or it raises doubt and you start to go down a path. Well, what Viktor Frankl taught, there's a space. And to me, that space is a moment. And in that moment, we get to choose. And so for me, I started thinking about as, as I've learned gratitude, as I've embraced gratitude, the fundamental skill we teach about gratitude is the power of pausing. And most of us, and I'm betting most of you listening, live a very busy life. You're in fast paced environments. A lot of stimuli are coming at the same time and it's really difficult to pause. Right. So the power of pausing, choosing to just slow down for a moment. So the base level of, of emotional intelligence is recognizing there is a space between stimulus and response. What if we use a pause to expand that space just a little, to grow the space? And when we grow the space, now all of a sudden we see different options and we can choose a better response is what Viktor Frankl taught. And then it hit me. It's like, oh, my gosh. And I started thinking about encounters I've had. Right. And especially in covid environments where so much more of our communication is happening by text, whether that's email, whether that is instant messenger of some sort, text messaging. And I don't know about you guys. I struggle to interpret the emotion. Embedded in a text. Absolutely. Right? Is the person smirking when they said this? Is there a bit of a smile? Is this uh, is this meant to be ripping or are they upset with me? And, and for an example, this this client at Amazon, I'd sent a proposal. We'd had a conversation. It led to a uh, hey, send us an agreement. I sent a proposal and I get this email back. This isn't what we were expecting. Whoops. Right. There's a gap. There was an immediate gap. And in my mind, that gap fired a lot of other responses. Oh, no, you blew it. You disappointed them. You've lost this business. You've lost the relationship. And then I thought, no, what if I pause? And then I started thinking about and what if we fill that gap with gratitude? So I started thinking the the client, I've had a relationship with 12 years from another business. We know each other well. We share a faith commitment. Sure, there's a gap here. 
but I know that we can work through this. So what if I fill that gap with gratitude? And when I do that, HF, I build a bridge between stimulus and response, and it allows us to choose better responses to the stimuli. Yeah, I mean, that that is re- that's really great. And, and you know, you've always heard uh, stop, pause, count to 10, you know, and, but but adding on to that, think about, um, you know, th- ha- have that attitude of gratitude, as we like to say. Yeah. But, but, you know, before you before you react and, you know, how as leaders, as leaders in organizations, when, when we have to have those difficult conversations with with an employee or with a colleague, how how does this come to play mm. during those difficult encounters? Are, okay. the, are those crucial conversations as we like yeah, to say? Yeah, crucial that? conversations. I love that word. You know, and, and maybe you've heard about the feedback sandwich, right? If you're going to give somebody criticism, put it on both ends of, of a praise. Well, those stand, sandwiches still taste tough right i mean when it when, but what if we started with gratitude and what if even before we have that conversation with that employee what if we just pause a moment and we think about the valuable contributions this employee brings to our team this employee brings to our organization and we're framing our thinking about the conversation we're about to have through the lens of gratitude rather than just the 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 behavior that we must address and and then what if we and I'm not saying we frame it in gratitude that you just substitute the positive with gratitude but what if we find a way to ground it in gratitude that's a phrase that i found over the last three years i love what if we grounded all of our meetings in gratitude we take a moment you know, and we ask, what do we have to celebrate? What are the good things here? What's what's the best thing that happened for our team since we were together last? Right. Those are ways to kind of ground a meeting in gratitude. But if we started, well, let me just ask, let me turn this back on you a moment, HF. What if, how might you prepare differently for a crucial conversation if you pause as you're preparing for that and add gratitude into your thinking about the person you're about to have a conversation with. What difference might that make? I mean, I think it it would make all the difference in the world because you you set up you set up a framework yeah. from which from which you're uh, communicating within. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of times you you go into these conversations or you go into these interactions and you you're you're already biased. You know, you, you've you've already had that conversation in the shower that morning, at, you know, thinking about it. I, I call it shower thinking. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you, you rehearse that conversation that you're going to have. Well, if he responds like he or she responds like this, this is what I'm going to say. And if you if, you know, just stop all that and and like you said, approach it from that framework of gratitude, I think it would make all the difference in the world. Well, one Skip. of the questions I've wondered. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead, Skip. You got a thought? Jump no, in. Just, you, no, the, my only thought was, you know, I think that the thing I really like hearing what you're saying, Kevin, is that like many things, gratitude is something we have to practice. And so not only 
in that moment in a reactive way we need to be we want that build so that we have a reaction of gratitude but what's been your experience kevin also shouldn't there also be a level of intentionality so in other words it makes me think of an older gentleman a very wise man that once told me never stop dating your wife Mm. and and so there's very much intentionality there and I question sometimes, are we being intentional in our gratitude? Mm. Uh, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, well, I have a lot of thoughts on that, Skip. You know, one of those is with me being a gratitude ambassador and gratitude being the full focus of my work, people might be surprised to know how many prompts I have engineered into my life every day to remain intentional about gratitude, right? To, to remain intentional. So I have, and I was at a dinner one night and somebody asked me, and, and so I updated it. I have 38 prompts that pop up on my phone throughout the course of a day. Wow. Now, now they never make a sound. They never make a sound, but, and some of them pop up several times a day. So, I start my day at uh, <laughs> um, 4.59 in the morning, 4.59, I'm usually up by then, but 4.59 in the morning, the uh, first alarm goes off, and that first alarm is, uh, I know we're a faith-based audience here, so I can I don't mind talking about being a person of faith. My, the first thing that goes off for me, good morning, God, thank you for the gift and grace of this day. Satisfy me today with your unfailing love. That's Psalm 90. Satisfy me with your unfailing love. And then at 5, 5 a.m., these three words, just three words, radiant, abundant present go off on my phone those words also go off at 5 p.m in the afternoon because that's how i aspire to show up in the world i want to be radiant i want to shine well how do we shine it's the light of christ in us that shines through us i don't have any shine of my own the shine i have is christ in me the hope of glory so i want to shine and i want to be abundant because jesus taught the abundant life right i've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly now i grew up with a lot of scarcity not in poverty but scarcity and scarcity thinking so i want to show up with abundance so i have to remind myself back to being intentional every day how do i want to show up radiant abundant present i want to be present in every conversation then 501 a.m in you lord my god i place my trust my hope is in you right so these that's Skip, intentional, this is how I start my day. And then these things go off throughout the day, reminding me to pause. And I even have a gratitude lock screen on my phone. So every time I pick up my phone and what what shines on my phone, you you may or may not be able to see it. Well, there you can see it. Mm -hmm. It's a, a quote from Ann Voskamp. No amount of regret changes the past. No amount of anxiety changes the future. Any amount of gratitude changes the present. Now, I don't know about you guys. I pick up my phone over 100 times a day. That's horrible, right? But but I do. But and I don't every time I see that it doesn't prompt me to pause because there are times. I'm. But what if 10 percent of the time I see this intentional reminder to be grateful? It prompts me to pause for just a moment and express gratitude. So uh, Skip, 
Hey, Jeff, I mean, yes, I'm very intentional about it. And I know that I have to hack my brain because if I don't, my brain will hack me. Do you think do you think, Kevin, uh, that ever that company? First of all, I loved everything you said. It, <laughs> it, it made me it made me think of. Uh, uh, oh, wait, first, can I interrupt you right now? It's three twenty. Do you know what goes off on my phone every day at three twenty? It just went off. Remember, God is able to do exceedingly abundant and measurably more than I can ask, think, or imagine. Why does so? I'm on East Coast time. It's three twenty sure. when we're recording. It's two twenty where you're at. Ephesians three twenty is that scripture every day at three twenty. And there's so many times my mind is now wired to think, what am I doing when three twenty happens? What what's what's going on in my life? So I'm sorry for interrupting, but no, no, not at all. You you inspired moment. me. You encouraged me as a faith based organization. I, I think of often you know First Corinthians ten thirty one where it talks about that in everything we do, whether we eat or we drink, we give glory to the Lord. You know, you think about that. Even the mundane things of eating and drinking, we're to give glory to Him. Well, let me let me because uh, I could talk about the faith side of it all day, but let me let me shift real quick. Do you ever think that companies, maybe with good intentions, uh, find themselves doing something that they? Um, are trying to show gratitude and appreciation, mm. but unfortunately, maybe they've done it so many times that the gift has now become an expectation. So in other words, um, I, like I saw one company that would always, always give their people a pizza party. Well, after having pizza every single time for 52 weeks or whatever it was, you know, it, it really wasn't a gift anymore. Have yeah. you ever seen that issue come up? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let, let me give you another one. Just when you're talking about that, I, I was researching this recently and found this was a global study. 80% of managers think they do a great job of appreciating their employees. Mm. In that same study with the same companies, only 40% of employees thought their managers did a good job. So isn't that interesting? And maybe some of that is, Skip, because they do it the same way. We've just gotten into a rut, a routine, mm. and, and we call it employee appreciation, but we mm. don't we don't bring fresh ideas to it. And we don't even ask, how do employees want to be appreciated? Okay, Great let me give point. you another example. My my daughter and I are both celiac. Well, I'm celiac. She's gluten intolerant. You know, her company just had a pizza party, and guess what? <laughs> no gluten-free pizza. So is it much of an appreciation for my daughter who can't eat pizza? Right. So even those things, how do we really understand our employees to make sure that what we think is an expression of appreciation is really appreciation? And it's it's coming across as, oh, you appreciate me. And, and can I say this? You know, you, one of the things we started doing. uh the idea pop May of this year. We launched it in June. This simple campaign we call I'm grateful for you. We, we've got two sides cards. Uh, Skip, I know you have them because I sent them to you. One, yep, there you go. One is a little business size card that says I'm grateful for you. One's a note size card that says I'm grateful for you. Yeah. So, what if rather than having relying solely on formal 
appreciation? What if when you see somebody that's gone above and beyond, that's done something, the way they cared for a patient, the way they responded to a coworker, the way they helped a coworker, you see them doing that and you you pause? Well, okay, let me let me pause a moment and say here's how I teach gratitude. The gratitude framework is simply pause, take a breath, notice and what do we notice? You know, when we notice, I think we can use the Apostle Paul's advice. Notice those things that are true, good, lovely, of good report. Those are the things you want to notice, right? And then you express, express. Now, when we go to express appreciation to employees, it starts with the noticing. You notice an employee that does something and then you pause a moment to say, I want to recognize this. I want to uh, appreciate celebrate or elevate an ACE principle, appreciate, celebrate, or elevate something good about this employee. It's not just gen generic appreciation. It's very specific. Hey, Skip, I saw the way you did and, and give something specific and the impact it had. Wow. Thank you for doing that. All right. So one other quick thing here, appreciate or, 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 Giving thanks can can so quickly be transactional. Expressing gratitude is transformational, right? So mm -hmm. I, I think of this. I grew up in I grew up in a small town in Georgia, Perry, Georgia. We we didn't have a well. We we finally got a Kmart in Perry. We used to have to go to Macon to get to the Kmart. But from <laughs> the time I was a child, I I just remember seeing this sticker on the cashier the cash register at Kmart's that said T F S A K. And if you've ever been to a Kmart back in the day, I think you had a cashier that said when you finished and they handed you the receipt, thank you for shopping at Kmart today. <laughs> now, did you ever really think they were appreciative of that? Because it was just so programmed. It was robotic, right? That's a transactional expression of thanks. One day I was on a Delta Airlines flight flying back to Atlanta and this was this was 7 or 8 years ago now. Now this is amazing because it's still fresh in my mind. The flight attendant is walking down the aisle that day it was a year I'd traveled a bunch. I, I was blessed to be upgraded to first class and the flight attendant stopped at every row in first class looked to the people to her right and then to her left and this is what she said. I love my job as a flight attendant here at Delta, and it is people like you are loyal customers that make my job possible. Thank you for flying Delta today. Right. Did I feel appreciated that day? I got her name. I sent a note. I said, every flight I'm ever on, I hear over the announcement, you know, one of the flight. Thank you for flying Delta today. That's transactional. But when this flight attendant got down, knelt down and said, looked us in the eye, made eye contact and said, you know, that what she said, I felt appreciated. That's transformational. That, that's that's really awesome. Um, I want to back up a little bit when you a term that we've we we've heard a lot here lately and especially um, for leadership is emotional intelligence mm. and that's something that you know i don't know just a few years ago that you never even heard that and and a, a lot of including myself and i'm sure a lot of our listeners don't really know what that means help us out a little bit there 
Okay, well, one way to think about this are all the soft skills of leadership, right? The the empathy, the caring, the being able to connect with a person as a person, those uh, attributes that we think of as soft skills or people skills, that's really the the backbone of emotional intelligence. It's not just having the book sense. And, and you know, as a physician, let, let, let me phrase this another way. Bedside manner. Sure. Is that IQ or EQ? No, it's EQ for sure. Right there. I mean, right. The, the doctor can know everything about the patient, but if the doctor doesn't pause to connect and to communicate some kind of Empathy and connection to that patient, whatever follows next, is received very differently. And so everything that you think of as bedside manner is emotional intelligence. That's sure. probably the best way to say it to this audience. No, I think that's great. And, and you know, I think one thing that, that um, you know, when you talk about bedside manner, you know, Physicians get labeled, oh, he has terrible bedside manner. He has great bedside manner. And you think that's just how it is, and that's just how that person is always going to be. But but your emotional intelligence is something that you can practice and you can develop and you can certainly Absolutely. improve. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. if you're wanting to improve that, what if you start your day by with a gratitude practice? right? If you want to grow emotional intelligence, just start a couple of times a day or or set an alarm that goes off. You know, I had a, a friend that told me, and maybe it was you, Skip, uh, Dr. Pepper, 10, 2, and 4. Right, yeah. Dr. Pepper, those were the three. If you remember the old Dr. Pepper bottles, oh, yeah. they were trying to get you to drink Dr. Pepper at 10, 2, and 4. Well, what if you pause? And, and this person told me they set alarms on their phone for 10, 2, and 4 and pause for a moment to express gratitude. Those are the that's what, how we hack our brain, and that's how we increase our emotional intelligence, going back to Skip's word, we become intentional about it. It's not set in stone. You know, we now we understand that IQ is not even set in stone. Uh, neuroplasticity, right? The brain grows and adapts. So does your emotional intelligence, if it's important to you and if you want to work on it. Well, uh, you know, Kevin, <laughs> this has been so much fun. Uh, you know, yes, one, I started cracking up when you uh, when you were telling the, the your situation with your daughter and the pizza. It made my mind. The listeners may have may watch the TV show The Office, and there was a funny episode there where where Michael Scott has a party for Meredith, and and he goes out and gets an ice cream cake, uh, and she says, "Well, I'm allergic to that, uh, you know, to dairy." And he says, well, that's too bad because this is really good cake. <laughs> so, so, you know, and, it, and everyone's look on their face was <laughs> that lack of empathy, that lack of gratitude. And obviously they're doing that because it's a comedy. But but, you know, the thing I, I think I love what you're doing, Kevin, is is if there ever seems to be a time that people need to feel valued they need to feel appreciated. They need to, that we need to show them that we're grateful. If there ever seems to be a time, it sure does seem like we're there now. 
Uh, I would agree, Skip, right, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. And it just and and the thing I love about the work you're doing and like the material you sent me, like the little card that says, "I'm grateful for you." It it's so easy. You don't even have to write a thank you card. You don't. There's no work involved. All you have to do is say, "Hey, I just wanted you to know, I appreciate you. You're valued, uh, and I am so incredibly grateful for you." Yeah, and, and and the exercise that you guys had us do the other day, where we, you know, we sent out a text message right then and there, and I mean that, you know, just just the action of thinking about it and actually typing out that uh, that that text message, it does so much for your psyche. It just oh. makes you it makes you feel good. I did or, one or of those did this morning from a woman I know who's brother-in-law her sister's husband took his own life last year and left her sister and four girls and i hadn't heard from her and so i was i was wondering and i i sent a message earlier today just hey i wanted to check in on you and thanks so much for reaching out right um i'm a little off but everyone seems to be doing okay there are moments of joy still to be found and she sent me a picture of her six-year-old niece holding a teddy bear or a little puppy Mm. dog stuff puppy dog right as tough as things are but just the fact that we think of someone and that we express gratitude and we let them know they're in our hearts and our minds our thoughts and that we're grateful for them it it changes things hf skip absolutely well kevin how do how for those that would like to know more about your work they would know like to know more about these i'm grateful for you cards uh this movement that you've got going on on linkedin if they want to know more about the i'm grateful for you movement and the work that you're doing kevin what's the best way for them to connect the best way well if you're on linkedin look me up kevin monroe i'm there on linkedin active on linkedin every day love connecting uh, on linkedin I'm grateful for you.co, not com, just .co. I'm grateful for you, all written out, .co, takes you right to the website, gives you the opportunity to order cards or to invite us in and to help you design programs for your organization to to bring gratitude to a new level. You know, the final thing I'll say, what if we took appreciation to a new level, the level of the heart? Yeah. Right? And, and we yeah. we input more heart back to your question, Skip. What if we input more heart into the expression of gratitude? That's oh, what we're wanting to do. I, I love it. You know, a friend of mine, she's retired now, but she is an executive coach and she used to have a webinar called What's Love Got to Do With It? And uh, I used to really like that because she was really <laughs> making your point. Well, listen, Kevin, I am so thankful for you. I'm so grateful for you. You were so kind to do the great work you did for our Baptist TWI Summit this week. And just on behalf of Baptist Memorial Healthcare, just thank you so much. Keep on doing this great, great work. And I personally am so, so incredibly grateful for you. Mm. I'm grateful for the opportunity to join you today. So thank you. Thank you, Kevin.